Hey, guys. Huh. Check this out. And welcome to Check This Out, a podcast where we take an analytical view of the media that appeals to us as individuals and why. I am Elle, your host, and with me today is special guest and enemy of the show, Mia. Hello there. If you would, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. (laughs) I I guess I wasn't meant to make an Obi-Wan Kenobi joke there. (laughs) I'm Mia. Um, I'm here. Um, Bit about myself, I'm British, I'm sure you can probably tell. Yeah, that's really it. Fair. I mean, hell, that's probably more than I would have to introduce myself with. Uh, So you're bringing something to the table that you enjoy and are passionate about. Could you talk a little bit about it in your own words? Yeah, well, um, I decided to go back and watch my childhood show, Walking with Dinosaurs, the 1999 um, BBC documentary, kind of. It's about dinosaurs. It's not really documentaries about dinosaurs. But yeah, it's cool. There's dinosaurs. Yeah, kind of little known, barely touched on in popular culture. You, you just don't see them that much. Yeah, there's, there's, there's not been any massive, like, multi-million dollar franchises about dinosaurs. Well, not any good ones anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Who would do such a thing? It's, it's such a niche thing that not, no one no one's interested in. Yeah, I mean, dinosaurs, really. Oh, they all died like 65 million years ago. What does it matter? Yeah, yeah like nerds. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so I, I have my prepared list of questions that are designed to delve a little bit deeper into that enjoyment of yours, if that's all right. Yeah. All right. Uh, question one. Imagine I was someone who has recently been awoken from a coma or resurrected from being frozen in ice or even an inanimate object gifted knowledge of modern times and sentience. Essentially, I know what media is, but I have never experienced any. How would you explain walking with dinosaurs without comparing it to something that I wouldn't know? So it's like a... um, It's a media piece about... It goes into the history... Kind of of dinosaurs. It's more of a um, a period piece, if that can be used to talk about something that existed millions of years ago, where it follows certain main character main characters in the show and goes for like a well, not a day in the life, but that sort of vibe. It's like a docudrama following these. Each episode follows a different uh, like place or period in prehistory and talks about. Well, follows dinosaurs in that part. So it's got like Tyrannosaurus, that sort of stuff, Triceratops, Ankylosaurus, all those sort of dinosaurs. I thought they'd already released a few documentaries about the Rolling Stones. <laughs> uh, as someone who um, never listened to the Rolling Stones, probably. Uh, only the freshest of pop culture takes here. <laughs> yes, dated before the t- end of the millennium. 
like, oh, yes, uh, popular musicians of the 60s and 70s are old now. Ha ha. Gotcha. Yeah, so, uh, I love um, Queen and um, David Bowie. The Big Bopper. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to think of that song, 1985, just sort of making all the references from that. Uh, what, Bowling for Soup? Yeah. Well, Bowling for Soup's an old reference in itself. Yeah. Ugh. Don't, don't get old if ever, like, if I ever given the chance, I'd just say no. <laughs> saying that they can't legally make you older. Yeah. Uh, question two. Hypothetically, our positions are reversed, and I'm guesting on your immensely popular and award-winning podcast. I've just answered the previous question with your response verbatim. What stood out to you the most? Fucking dinosaurs, man. Dinosaurs are cool. <laughs> but yeah, um... Also, it's like it's weird to see one of the not really weird, not anymore anyway. We've got all the David Attenborough things, but at the time it was like this is an awesome thing going into like the cool stuff about these dinosaurs. Yeah, I just really like dinosaurs. I mean, that's fair enough. Sometimes that's basically all it takes to get you in. Yeah. Also, I watch a show as a kid, which is why I really enjoy it. That kind of helps too, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I can see what you mean, getting someone who is like as serious and forefront about things as David Attenborough to do a documentary about dinosaurs. He wasn't. It was some unnamed goodbye. But they did get uh, Nigel Marvin to do season two, if you know who that is. I am not familiar. Um, he, he's, like you have British, he's like British Steve Irwin is the best way I could put it. As reckless. Yeah, he put a scorpion like in front of his face. He just grabbed it by the tail and was like, hey, look at this thing. So I, I must admit, in front of his face isn't the area I was going to like to think of to suggest. Yeah, it's not really exactly where you want a scorpion, is it? No, but I also have watched uh, Jackass recently, or Jackass, yeah. or whatever. So it's Jackass, like, oh, that wouldn't yeah. have been my first thought. Yeah, yeah, true. But it was more of like his show. He does like, he used to do, I don't know if he still does, like a couple of like those like nature docudrama sort of shows where he would like go to Africa, basically get British Steve Irwin. He'd like go to Africa and like show all the animals there and that sort of stuff. And he did, he did another dinosaur show, I think, after this, called, like, Prehistoric Park or something similar. Where basically, it was like a, he made a, um, a, a legally distinct Jurassic Park, but with different types of dinosaur in it. Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't have quite the same ring to it, marketing-wise. Yeah, but he had, like, a woolly mammoth. He had, like, some giant insects. A T-Rex, a ter- the Terror Bird episode was really cool. They got a Terror Bird. Mm, I, I was just thinking, I, I think I've heard something familiar to this. It's about Dinosaur Park. Yeah, there's a Dinosaur Park. I, I was actually yeah. going to make the... Re- I was actually going to call it Dinosaur Park, because that's the other name I call it. And then I realised that it's also the, the, the show. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to reference other shows on this show. Yeah, why not? They're not going to sue us. <laughs> They're far too big and powerful. 
Yeah, it's yeah, prehistoric park by Nigel Marvin with Nigel Marvin in. Yeah, and but, and as a side reference, uh, Dinosaur Park by Sans Pants Radio. Check it out. Yes, <laughs> we're not sponsored yet, but please give us money. Yeah, Sans Pants sponsors you cowards. Yeah. Oh, but seriously, you- what have you got going for you? <laughs> you can have that sound bite to like throw at Jack or Joel. Yeah. Uh, question three. We can tell that this is a subject that you care about, but what got you to give it a chance in the first place? Oh, well, I was a kid born in 2000. There wasn't much on TV. <laughs> oh, my bones. <laughs> Aging it's, into dust. It's, yeah. Just imagine you're Mark Wahlberg at the end of Saving Private Ryan. Not Mark Wahlberg, what's his face? At the end of Saving Private Ryan. I I frequently have to, because everyone is so young these days. It's not fair. Yeah, I'm not even that old, and I still get that sometimes. Uh, No, that doesn't count. There's people who are five that were born in 2017. Like, what the fuck? People who are five years old are born in the 90s. Yeah, the 90s is still like 10 years ago for me, and I wasn't alive in the 90s. Uh, <laughs> but I guess other than being a kid, was it like just random channel surfing? Or it's like... on the BB. It's on the BBC. So it was like um, my parents were like, "Oh yeah, come watch this thing." So we watched dinosaur thing, and then oh, we're, yeah. we're told it's educational. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like one of those things. Like, oh, it's um, it's it's Tuesday night. Let's sit down and w- watch the dinosaur show on TV. So, like, then your parents already had knowledge of it before you did. I uh, presumably, yeah, it came out when they were alive. So okay. yeah, yeah, that I think makes they just sense. Saw- Oh, the, 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 the kids are interested in dinosaurs and this dinosaur show on TV. Let, let's let them watch that. So it would have been like reruns or like syndication then? Yeah, presumably reruns because it came... I definitely remember watching prehistoric, the Nigel Marvin show when it when that came out live. Because we, we used to all sit down and watch that. But I definitely watched like reruns of Walking With Dinosaurs. Or maybe even had it on like DVD or VHS. Ooh, the the dark days of VHS. Ooh, must be scary to such a young kid. Uh, we we had tons of VHS. It was fine. Uh, we we still had cassette in my dad's car. Yeah. Hey, look, my first computer ran on cassettes. <laughs> Forty six disc download for Windows. It didn't even have Windows. It was pure text. Oof, like DOS PC. It was before DOS. <laughs> well, I, I bought a disc for Mass Effect the other day. It's a two-disc install, and I'm like, "Ugh." Historic architecture. Yeah, when I was buying games on disc, they were all one-disc downloads. But like, like a two-disc download nowadays, it's like, oof. It, it would take it would take hours to download, but now on Steam, it's like twenty minutes. Get it done. And even then, it's like, well, yes, but that's also non-Australian internet, so I'm just oh, very yeah. jealous of that. Your your internet comes through via kangaroo. Would not surprise me at this point. 
Yeah, I always joke with my other Australian friends about how their internet's bad, but they're like, "Oh, nah, yeah, we've got, we've actually got quite good internet. It's just out in the sticks. We've got terrible internet." Yeah, I mean, to be fair, good internet is still subjective. Yeah, true. I when I went to the states, like as a as a holiday, their in-flight Wi-Fi was better than my home internet, which was about the best that you can get. Oof. So it's like, how do people get to complain? This this doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's just what they're used to, though, isn't it? Like, yeah. we complain oh. about any temperature above 25 degrees, but that's like a Tuesday for you guys. Yes, but people still complain here, even though it's like, yeah, I, I know a 40-degree day is coming, but it's t- over 20. I feel bad. <laughs> At least you've got air con. Some places do. Yeah. My my work doesn't. It is a nice big tin shed with a metal roof. Yeah, that's just like every other house in Australia, though. Either like yes. beachfront huts or tin houses, or like houses with corrugated tin roofs. Yeah, but they probably still have aircon. <laughs> yeah. Fair. We, yeah, they open a, the window. Got a nice big metal roof to keep us warm in summer and a nice big concrete floor to keep us cold in winter. Yeah, I mean it does. It does the right job just at the wrong time. Uh, does it though? <laughs> oh yeah, your seasons are backwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Up here in the better part of the world, the seasons are normal. Still, no idea what Christmas has to do with anything when when it's time for Christmas now. Uh, so, oh, go play in the snow and pet the reindeer. It's like, well, we don't have snow ever, and reindeer don't exist. Go play in the sand and pet a wallaby. Yeah, but no one ever mentions that. It, it's always like, oh yeah, you know, you're cooking around the oven that everyone wants to be around because it's so cold outside. Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> getting back on topic to dinosaurs. Yeah, although the tangents are fun. We've gone from Australian wildlife to the slightly less dangerous dinosaurs. Well, it depends. The um, Mudaburrosaurus, I believe, is an Australian local. Yeah, I literally watched that episode like a few hours ago, and they yeah, yeah they migrated down the coast of Australia to yeah, they're, go. They're the ones and... with the thumbs. Yeah, but yeah, they used to live in like the South Pole, which was a mash of like South America. Australia and New Zealand and Antarctica and they would migrate like down south across the Australian coast in the summer and then go up north in the winter go go up north Hmm. Uh, question four for some people a sense of community and like-mindedness are integral to their enjoyment of something your knowledge, is there a community around walking with dinosaurs that you're aware of? And Oof. if so, what are they like? I'm not, I don't know if there's one around the show. There probably is somewhere. It's um, like the internet. There's always a community for something. But like, who doesn't like dinosaurs in some capacity? I mean, it's the internet. I'm sure there's someone somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure there's someone somewhere that likes dinosaurs. I mean, I know I get told off on a regular basis for not liking animals. <laughs> I mean, it depends what animal it is. 
oh, here's a picture of a cute cat to make your day feel better. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it depends sometimes I've done it. Like, sometimes it's just like, ugh, here we go again. Dogs literally cure everything if you hug them. Like, uh, I mean, it does help. Uh, I don't... It's, it's, go away. <laughs> <laughs> just let me stay at home. Like, I don't care. I'm, I'm happy you are happy, but I... It does nothing for me. Please stop spamming my my Instagram feed. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Although I'm far too old for Instagram, so what am I saying? I don't have an Instagram. Yeah. I, I am only vaguely aware that that is a popular thing with the youths. Yeah. I, I just use, like, Twitter. And yeah. Same. Yeah, Reddit. MySpace, GeoCities. Uh, um, MSN. Yeah, uh, AOL Instant Messenger. AOL, yeah. I have, uh, guys, what's your BlackBerry Messenger number? Yeah. What IRC channel are you in? <laughs> uh, yeah, we get it. I'm old. Get over it. <laughs> uh, question five. There are many aspects of media that resonate differently with different people. What is your favourite part? Oof. Like, of the media or of the show? Uh, of the show, but we can circle back around to that first one, if you like. I'd rather not talk like, what do you like about media is a bit of a broad question. But yeah, I just like, I like the nostalgia of it. That's what, mainly why I watched it, because it's like, oh yeah, I remember watching this as a kid, it's really cool and good. So I decided to watch it again, and it is still really cool and good. But the animation is very 1990s. I was going to say, does it hold up? It's noticeable it's animated, but I watched it on my phone. And it's, it's a 4K phone, but it looked it looked as good as you'd expect for like a non-high-definition um, TV show. Wait, so it was it's animated, so... What, you're saying it, they couldn't get it, the, the, the dinosaurs down to the studio for a day? Well, they, it's a mix of live action. Well, it's a live action show, but they have like, they have certain scenes of CG, but they do have these a lot of props, like um, that really, you know, niche dinosaur movie, Jurassic Park. I don't know if you've heard of it. I, it, it here and there, I've heard bits and pieces. Yeah, but they use like, like um, live action props of the dinosaurs for, like, the close-ups and certain other scenes. Like, I think all the dead dinosaurs they use in that show are um, props, which means they look really cool. I must be tired. I thought you said they were all cops. <laughs> no, they're all props. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they had dinosaur cops. Although, yeah. there's an idea for a spin-off. Uh, at least in... Um, in the uh, hit podcast of Dinosaur World 2, A New World, they have dinosaur cops. Yeah. Sans pants pay as you cowards. Yeah, exactly. Or in the uh, hit documentary series, The Flintstones. Yes, also true. My, my favourite documentary. I think the only like Flintstones thing I've seen was like 10 minutes of the movie. Which one? The live action one. Yeah, which one? 
I don't know. This was years ago when I watched like ten minutes because it was on. It was on on TV, and that's what my parents had on the channel. See, I think I was more partial to that other documentary of like the far off year of the year two thousand with the Jetsons. Uh, yes, two thousands when we had flying cars and robot maids. I, I think they explicitly say it was like 2002. My favourite is 2015 when we got the um, the automatic lacing Nikes and hoverboards. Mm. Back to the future, pay us, you cowards. <laughs> yeah, universal payers. Oh, I was going to get to them too, but, you know, double the paycheck. Did Universal not do Back to the Future? Yeah, I, I just want Back to the Future as its own property paying us too. Fair enough. Get, uh, um, what's his face? The guy did Mike McFly to pay us. Uh, Michael, Michael J. J. Fox. Fox. Yeah. yeah, Michael J. Fox pay as you coward. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think you're so high and mighty being on Scrubs at one time. <laughs> being a multi-million dollar actor. Yeah, world's most lovable guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, question six. Following on from the previous question, what do you think will appeal most to the general public? Oh, I, I get it's got that um, everyone likes the um, the main character sort of story, don't they? Like again, very prevalent in the like the new David Attenborough document documentaries, like Planet Earth and stuff, where it follows a main character and gives them like personalities and that sort of stuff, and makes like a dramatized story about these animals that died 65 million years ago that we have no way to know about their existence or society reminds me of that one uh, meme i've seen it's like oh here's this crab okay you love him now okay do you promise yeah sure he's in danger oh no (laughs) yeah it's like um you know the snake episode of planet earth 2 like there's the lizard and it needs to get past the snakes. I haven't seen it from memory. Uh, but yeah, basically it's that sort of um, uh, dramatised danger where they give the char- they give the dinosaurs, or in Planet Earth 2, the, the animals' personalities and like that sort of stuff. And then it's like, but watch out, there's a predator on the loose. And yeah, that all that sort of good. David Attenborough sort of crap. They know that the waterhole is their last hope. So they must spend all of their energy to do it. Yes. But danger rests at the waterhole. For in the dry season, all animals congregate there, even the predators. Yeah, dramatic, like, string music over the top. And then panning back to the basically the could be even the exact same animal, but just with the sad orchestral because you meant to feel sad now. Yeah, it looks no different, and it's just it's just like a stock footage of it drinking from a like a pool with sad orchestral music behind it, or like tense music as we cut to more B roll of like a leopard or a lion like stalking through the woods. Which, like, yeah, the exact same footage used, like, three minutes ago to be, like, dangerous and successful. But now it's all sad and tense, so we're worried instead. Yeah. 
Uh, Question seven. Uh, Say that I do end up enjoying this because of your excellent recommendation. What would be your number one follow-up? doesn't necessarily have to be a sequel or anything, but where would I turn if I wanted more of the same? I mean, there is sequels. There is, like, I think... I think the direct sequel to the show has, as I'll mention again, Nigel Marvin in, and he goes um, he goes back in time using um, some weird stick things. As you do. Uh, another good one to watch is Primeval. Totally nothing like this show, but also a great British um, early 2000s show featuring dinosaurs. And something I did watch weekly when it came out. And that's that's one that I'm familiar with the name, but um, that's basically it. A little bit of an explanation. Basically, there's some sort of time fuckery going on, and occasionally portals will open up in various locations of England where it's cheap to film, and um, dinosaurs will come out of them, and um, a bunch of hot people have to go and try and get these dinosaurs and put them back in the portals before they kill too many people. Uh, how many Welsh quarries? Uh, there's quite a few quarries. There's quite a few like um, scrap heaps. Quite a few like suburban areas. Yeah. Or like it's large woods. It's a classic Doctor Who. Yes. <laughs> it's like just imagine like any um, like holodeck episode of ah uh, yes here's the woods here is town in desert here is town on plain. Yeah, as the seasons went on, Primeval got a higher budget. And again, really good. I think it holds up. Well, that I just might be the, the rose-tinted goggles. Was that a Star Trek reference? Yes, to the holodeck. Aha, I got one. Yeah, I've, like, I've I never, never remember the difference between war and Trek. Uh, I've never watched Star Trek. So. Yeah, same. Star Trek's you know, the one where they're like ex- exploring stuff. No, I, I tell a lie. I have seen an episode or two of Star Trek that was the the one with Scott Bakula in it, because people know that I liked uh, Quantum Leap. <laughs> Fair. But apparently that is the worst one. It is called Awful. Why the hell did I watch that? It's okay. I don't know. It was, it was recommended to me. I'm trying to see. I want to see what episode it is. Oh, it's in Star Trek Enterprise, the movie. Yeah, I've heard the movies aren't too... Oh, the series. I've heard they're not too good. It looks weird. Fair. Yeah, yeah I've, never, I've never watched um, Star Trek either, so... Yeah, well, again, it's this little indie show that basically no one's ever heard of, so uh, it yeah. doesn't matter. Red Dwarf is so much more popular. Exactly, yeah. I mean, we can... We can say what we like about all, what, ten of the Star Trek fans. They're not going to care. <laughs> Star Trek fan, like Same with those Star Wars nerds. Famously, they're not um, vindictive or um, militant about the shows they like. No, I mean, not like a good, honest Red Dwarf fan. Yeah. Um, question eight. Sometimes our engagement with a piece of media comes from a position of relativity. Did you have a character that you related to? And if so, what drew you to them? They're all dinosaurs, man. They don't really have characters. Well, yes, but, but uh, like the sort of the artificial character granted yeah. by the the nature of the documentary series. Not, 
Not really, because there's a lot more of that, like, again, the survivalistic sort of, um, the T-Rex must hunt for her food, as in the ash wastes of the Cretaceous period, all that sort of stuff. Food is scarce. All that sort of, like, David Attenborough sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what my favourite episode was. Oof. It's quite, it's quite a few good ones. I think the first one was good because it's a bit of like um, history we not they don't really talk about much because it's like pre dinosaurs, so it's like um, it's still got lizards in. Mm. It's two hundred and twenty million years ago, so it's like the very first dinosaurs are evolving and creating, and it's about their rise. Now I'm just trying to remember everything about from that uh, history of the entire world, I guess, video history by Bill Wirtz. Yeah. It's like, oh, I know the names of those like proto-dinosaurs and everything, but I just can't remember them. But I can see it in my head. Yeah. But, yeah, so you you would say that first episode is your favourite? I really enjoyed the first episode, yeah. I'm just I'm literally looking at the um show list now to see um which one's is which. This is yeah, that's the ocean one. That's the pterodon one. But it the, also the is like one was really good. The the one we talked about was the South Pole. Hmm. That one was but good. It's also like that's the one that sets the tone for the entire piece. So yeah. you can see the, the recurring segments nearly. Yeah, they're going like themes and what's going on. Mm. Uh, question nine. A lot of these types of interviews rely on the question of what would you bring with you to a desert island in order to get to know a person? But that's not this show. What we ask instead is to picture this scenario. You're on a deserted island with no hope of rescue, but food, water, shelter, and everything that you need has been taken care of so that you won't won't succumb before your natural time. You've also been provided with a single piece of media and the means to engage with it, and for you it is walking with dinosaurs. How frequently would you utilise it, and how long would it take for you to be sick of it? Oh... I don't know. It's what because I'm I'm one of those people. It's like I could be engaged with something for like days and weeks and months. But occasionally, I might watch it. Like ugh, I'm kind of I'll, I'll sit down, do something for five minutes, and be like, oh, I'm kind of sick of this. I don't really know what to do. Yeah, I definitely watch it a lot. There's um like I watch the main series, but there's spin-off series and like soft sequels to it. So, but I didn't watch those. I just watched the main show, Walking with Dinosaurs. Fair. Uh, but it's like, yeah, um, I, know, I know what it's like to have that sort of hyperfixation on something for a short time. Like, that is the only thing you want to do or think about or everything. And then just one day it's like, yeah, no, I don't care anymore. Yeah, I think that's just the ADHD. <laughs> Yeah, that's what they tell me. I should get that looked at. Yeah. It's like what um, host and um, friend of the show, Zamin, got diagnosed with ADHD recently-ish, didn't he? Uh, Depending on your view of recent, yes, because I would argue that it is a a lifelong 
uh, affliction. Oh yeah, he got diagnosed with it recently. Yeah. Well, I think recently was like two years ago. Well, that too. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like what a difference apparently it makes. Yeah, because then like you know and you can get medicated for it. Yeah, still got to jump through all the the loopholes because I'm because I'm not a a rich billionaire, so I can't just like claim it for whatever minor benefits I can think of just to get legal speed. Yeah. Yeah, capitalism is a bitch. Ugh, tell me about it. Capitalism. But that is all the questions that I had, so thank you for indulging me. Yeah, no problem. Happy to be here. Uh, hopefully that's given people a little bit of a deeper insight into your perspective. Now, before I ruin the show by talking for myself, it's time for everyone's favourite part, a word from the sponsors. <laughs> thank you, sponsors. That Just the pure tone of your ad read. Mwah. Love it. Uh, now, I have a follow-up review from last episode's Enemy of the Show and self-proclaimed old bird and late-blooming everything, uh, Lilth and their recommendation of Discworld. Is this something that you're familiar with? Yes, it is. Unsurprisingly, I am very um, aware of Terry Pratchett's amazing book series, Discworld. I read a lot of them as a child at the library. Now, that is interesting, because I've heard that it's a very, like, niche name that, you know, only the most diehard of fans would recognise. Oh, yeah. no, no one in England's heard of Terry Pratchett. No, I mean, come on, you, you give us some slack. <laughs> it's not like they made a BBC series about his show. That apparently we're not allowed to acknowledge because the books are much better. I've never watched the show, but the books are really good. Yeah, it's what I've heard too, but I wanted to put that out there as a disclaimer. Otherwise, yeah. Lilith would be very mad at me. <laughs> just, just don't uh, let them know. Uh, uh, no, I probably would. Fair. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Discworld is, as mentioned, an amazing book series. It, you could read them at basically any age providing that age is old enough to read. Yeah. And you would get more out of it at like at any point of time. Like just you could jump in now or later or whenever wherever you are in life, you could get something different out of it each time. Definitely. I've def I've been wanting to go back and reread them for ages now, so I might use this as an excuse to go and buy the colour of magic again. Or go and buy and, it, I've never owned it before. And as mentioned in the previous episode, the first two, The Colour of Magic and The Light Fantastic, are somewhat trickier reads compared to the rest of the series. I didn't think that when I first read them. I enjoyed them. Oh, I mean, so did I. But I, I can even tell, like, thinking about it now, that they are tonally different because it hadn't quite landed there yet. Yeah, Discworld. Discworld's great. Yeah, I... Again, I think I'm a little bit of a weirdo outlier because my favourite ones are uh, Soul Music and Moving Pictures. I've, I've 
I don't think I got that far in the series, or if I do, I don't remember them. But I've heard a lot of people like that say they enjoyed soul music. Yeah, I, I mean, a lot of people do say that they enjoy it, but it's also not the ones that are commonly listed as the favorite. Yeah, I guess like Guards, Guards is commonly up there. Yeah, or um, the Last Continent. I've Last heard. Continent, yeah. Where they go to um, North Australia and have not the racist stereotypes of Australia. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, we kind of deserve it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Even the wizard school in 4X is like like a tin hut. Yeah. I mean, because it is. Yeah. Well, that's how it works in Discord, though, isn't it? I I just meant the one in real life. (laughs) Yes. Well, isn't the closest, like, according to um person we ca- we shouldn't really talk about, an author of Harry Potter, the closest... Hatsune Maker, yes. Yes, the, the closest wizard school to Australia is in, like, Japan. Yeah. And also well, the, only, the only co-ed wizard school in Europe is in Scotland. I mean, that does explain stuff. But... Yeah, no, death of the author. We can say what we like now. <laughs> yeah, fair. But yeah, it, it was a weird... It's, it's weird looking back on all that stuff they tweeted out about, like, okay, that's an interesting thing. Yeah. W- wizards just shit themselves and magic it away. Yeah, that's unnecessary. It took them a strangely long amount of time to figure that, to, like, change that. Like, how many muggles went to Hogwarts? Before they before they change that rule, uh, an uncomfortable amount, one would assume. Because I feel like that would be the first thing I'd notice about, like, hey, you know, we have like piping and like fresh water. Because like presumably they didn't, like, presumably they had like no like plumbing or any of that, and they had to like get like the fresh water in and taps and baths and that sort of stuff. I, I still like the idea that it's not just you know, disappearing it because of the conservation of matter, that it's just teleporting it to someone's well, house that they don't like. Well, yeah, that's why they, that's why they can't like make um, wizard. That's why they can't like magic food and drink because they have to take it from someone else's house. Because I'm pretty sure that's how it works. I never read the books, and I've watched like two of the movies. But they have to yeah. take. It's like Full Metal Alchemist. You've got to. Conserve, conserve like mass and matter. So presumably they had to send it somewhere. Yeah, it's just the one guy's house who's just just screaming, "Why?" So yeah, so it's, it's like some guy's house, or there's a big pit underneath Hogwarts, or that's why Ben Nevis hasn't erupted in however many millions of years. But mm. uh, in returning to Discworld, uh, yeah, just. If anyone hasn't read a Discworld, any of the novels, do yourself a favour and try and find one. Oh, um, definitely. There are guides out there for like where to start or what type of uh, book you might be interested in. Uh, definitely, uh, as the show says, check this out. And I would say I would give it a four and a half out of five. There are a couple of things that uh, just don't land as well with me personally. 
Fair enough. And technically, nothing is ever perfect. It doesn't mm. exclude getting a five star rating, but I, I'm I'm bordering on the the more tolerant of uh, reviews, because that way I can always be proven wrong. Yeah, it's better to underestimate than change and overestimate and be proven wrong. Yeah. Now, before we wrap up this, the final ever episode of Check This Out for this recording session, and 15th time I've made that joke, uh, could you please tell the audience where they might find you online and if you have anything to advertise? Uh, you can normally find me on, like, I don't know, Discord or Reddit. Like, they're not exactly places you follow people and don't post stuff. So, yeah. Just an in, in internet enigma. Yeah, you find me on the internet. If you um, sign up to Sans Pants Plus, the um, premium software for listening to Sans Pants podcasts, you can I find me on there. Yeah, you can find me on that server, generally spamming general chat with Warhammer minis. Uh, so there you go, advertising for Sans Pants again. Pay us, you yeah. cowards! You, my bill is in the mail. <laughs> yeah, my check will be in the mail. It better be. I have your post, uh, your PO box. Yeah, I'll head. I'll head down to London and give them like an invoice for ad revenue. Yeah, exactly. It will, I mean, we'll be fair. It'll be a lenient fee, but yeah. you probably won't like it. <laughs> And on that note, I've been L. I've been Mia. And this has been Check This Out, a podcast of media positivity. And remember, you can beat a dead horse, but you can't make it drink. <laughs>